Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Yeah, I've had a bit of a prick of a night, so I'm keen to get mad about something. Yeah, fuck yeah. Anyway, you can't get mad about the group winner, Pato. Hissy's Heroes, uh, coached by Jason. You got 2,419 on the weekend. That's fucking sexy nice. You had Sicily, Zorko, and Dawson in defense, man. Pretty solid. Yes. Yeah, somewhat of um, a, a few pods, but I feel like those, a couple of those might get pretty popular kind of soon in Zorko and Dawson, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about those guys, Dano. Um, nothing much else catches the eye, except for Josh Kelly's an interesting one in the midfield. Um, yep. Might be a giant homie like you, Dano. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Um, and yeah, nothing else too out of the ordinary. So well done to Hissy's Heroes, aka Jason. Monster score and congratulations. Yep, fuck yeah. Anyway, straight into injuries. So Maxi Gorn. So he's been cleared to play this week, Pato, but you're not so sure he might play. I mean, the news is that he's he's okay to play. I'm not sure Melbourne needs to risk him playing. Um, and even if he does play, he'll probably just sit at full forward. And I mean, may still see a bag of five the way uh, the the Eagles are going at the moment. But yeah, yeah I'm not convinced. Gorn will. Uh, why would you risk him, Dano? If you, if you look at it from a Melbourne perspective and, and forget about a super coach, why would you risk Max Gorn, who has openly said he he tweaked the knee in the second quarter, played on, so I don't. It, it can't be too serious. But why would you risk the trip to Perth? Yeah, that's that's a very valid point. Anyway, Marcus Bontempelli. Um, he got rested last week, might get rested again. I don't think he will. I reckon they, it was a strategic rest, um, and he'll play Friday night, but obviously he's got to get through full training, Pato. It wasn't actually a rest. I know they labeled it as rest, but, uh, but Bevo came out and said that he's, de- he's been dealing with a few different niggles and they've just sort of all come up and at once and they decided just to give him a rest. But they, he also said after that, that, um, he has to get through a full training session in order to get up for Friday night. And yep. I don't know if he will. Um, he said the same thing about English, but English has come down with some sort of illness, apparently not COVID related. So, um, yeah, we'll see if Bontempelli gets through training. We should have some some news about that by, well, obviously Thursday night we'll know the team. So at least he plays in the first game. So if you're a Bontempelli owner, you will know before the first game of the round. Yeah. Um, what's going on with Lukey Ryan, Pado? Rolled an ankle on the weekend. Um Co- uh, their coach said that they should be okay, but it's one of those ones where it could be a late out. And being a Sunday afternoon game, that is very awkward for owners because by Sunday, it's, it, it really restricts on what you can do with him, whether you hold him, whether you sort of trust a DeConing or McCartan on your bench who have actually scored really well the last few weeks. So um, hopefully Hewitt gets up. There's rumours that he might miss another one. Yep, that was the other so one I was going to mention. Yeah, so if you're a Hewitt and a Ryan owner, I'd be a little bit nervous for this weekend. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe this is your excuse to trade out Luke Ryan if you are on the fence about keeping him or not. Um, Georgie Hewitt's a hold for me. You've held him for two weeks. You may as well hold him if he misses a third. But 
Um, yeah, Luke Ryan could be a bit of a luxury trade, but surely there's there's bigger bigger fish to fry for for people in their teams at the moment, including a, a Port Adelaide forward who I'm sure we will address, Dano. Yeah, well, we might leave the trade outs to later because we've got a lot of questions regarding who to trade out. So rather than cover the content now, we'll wait till later on, I reckon, Pato. What do you reckon? Yep, let's do it. Yep, uh, we'll go move on to the cash cow trade-ins then. So Pato can uh, talk about this first guy and how nutty he was. I've just got to mention that little tap that he did to Dustin Martin should have got him super coach points and it didn't, and I'm fucking filthy on that. And what about the basketball dribble to get the ball from two Collingwood players and then the perfect kick to Tom Lynch in the square? Like, like, this guy is magical. Go on, Um, who is it? So, yeah, uh, uh, Morris Rioli Jr. um, is obviously who we're talking about here. Um, I know we've got – this is probably the only question I've actually looked at, Dana, since I've uh, posted on Twitter and Facebook because I've been just crazy the last couple of days. But – yeah, it's, it's pretty much a Rioli versus Hamilton sort of question. And there's a few other cash cows as well. So I'll address the Morris Rioli thing. Um, he looks great. He busts the eye test. He gets involved in goals. Um, but it's a bit of a Malcolm Roses type situation. I, I don't think it's as bad as Roses because Rioli is playing in a better team and he's got sort of Tom Lynch to get the ball to, Jack Rewald, etc. Dusty's playing forward as well. Um, but the role isn't great. And it, all it will take is a couple of games in a row where he might score 40 or 50. Um, I can't see it being this week against Hawthorne, but I know we've got Essen the week after that. It should be fine for that. Um, and then I'm pretty sure the draw, uh, we've got the bye, and then the, the draw sort of uh, closes up a bit and we get some tougher games. So I, I feel like against those tougher teams, Rioli won't be scoring like he is now. Um, maybe you're happy with three price rises after Hawthorne and Essendon, and maybe that, maybe you're okay with that. Being a DPP, you can swing him into your midfield and sort of have him as your M11 if he, for whatever reason, misses games. But I think he is safe as houses in the Richmond team. Um, there are other nuffies on on Twitter who claim they're Richmond fans who think that he's somehow a chance to lose his spot to fucking Hugo Ralph Smith, who plays on the other end of the ground. Um, he's not... <laughs> the only reason Morris Rioli Jr. is dropping out of the team is if he gets COVID or he gets injured. Uh, safest houses, Dano. Um, Richmond have looked a million times better with Rioli in the team than not. Safest houses in that forward pocket. Um, the restructure was to, to fit in a Rioli down there and get bolted back into defence. So, look, I like it as a trade-in. Being DPP, it helps a little bit as well, but he's just got a shit buy, the round 12 buy that yep. half the competition seemed to have. Yep. Okay, and moving on, we'll go to Jack Carroll, uh, who's 123k mid, minus 82 break-even, 77 average. He looks all right, Pato. Um, we spoke about him previously, and he passes the eye test. The only question is, with Hewitt returning, what the fuck do they do with him? Do they chuck him forward? Does he get moved out of the team completely because Carlton are going good? Um, he's been playing on the wing a bit, Pato, and getting a few CBAs here and there, but what are your thoughts on Jack Carroll? Yeah, he had seven CBAs on the weekend, um, and yeah, wing slash midfield. So he is pushing up into stoppages. And as you said, he is passing the eye test. So for me, this is the better trade-in option than Rioli. Wow. If it suits your structures, just because of the eye test. But there's no way he's getting seven CBAs when Hewitt's back in the team, whether that's this week, whether that's next week, whether that's after their bye. Yep. So just be weary of that. Be mindful that he could be thrown forward. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully we don't have another Ben Hobbs situation where you've got a gun midfielder playing half forward and being completely lost in the role. Um, 
but I do really like Jack Carroll. He passes the eye test. And um, yeah, I, I think he's probably the number one rookie trading option this week if you're not looking for a Ruckman. Yep, yep. And I love how I have to read these out. And when I come across a name, I'm like, fuck me dead. I cannot pronounce this properly. Anyway, Luke Stranatica. Did I say that right? I mean, potato, potato. The A could be an R or a, a like Stranatica, yeah, okay. Stranatica. <laughs> Um, yeah. But you've got yeah, that anyway. tricky part down, Pat, well, so good job, Dano. Yeah, I just went through it. It was like, you're fucking YOLO. Anyway, 102k ruck, minus 72 break even, 66 average. His job security's all right, but again, it's the fucking Eagles. <laughs> like, um, and I think everyone's pretty much would likely have set on their team probably Bruce and Hayes at some stage at R2, R3, or maybe just R3. So I personally. I would be, unless you've missed out on Bruce and Hayes, go Stranatica. Um, otherwise, yeah, I don't see the point in him in your super coach. Yeah, team, to be honest, he's a bet. If you're looking for an R three, he's a better option than Beg, I think. Um, but yeah, this is purely if you've missed Hayes, if you've missed Bruce, if you've missed any of those other rookies that have come through. Um, if you've for some reason still got Jack Hayes, um, I think Stranatica is the guy to, to downgrade. Interestingly, uh, West Coast actually dropped. Hugh Dixon, who was playing yeah. as their sort of pseudo ruck, even though they had like seven guys out with injury slash COVID, and they they ran with that that um, VFA or sorry waffle listed guy. Um, I can't even think of his name, but he's a ruckman and he's he's on their supplementary list and he played. They played him over Hugh Dixon. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up to play in the ruck with Stranatica. So that tells you all you need to know. I think Stranatica is there. Their number one ruck essentially until Nick Nat's back. So I think the job the job security looks really good for me. Um, Oscar Allen is going to sort of float around, but he, there's no way he plays ruck surely. So he'll get get thrown forward. Um, I think Shenandoah looks looks like a good option if you don't have a, a playing R three. Yep, um, Cooper Hamilton, 102k mid forward, minus 63 break even. Now Pato, he's not a sexy pick. We've established this. He's not a sexy pick. He's a role player. He's playing his role. After the Giants got absolutely pantsed on the weekend, there's going to be a few people in the firing lines, and it's always the role players. It's never any of the guns or whatever that didn't fucking play well. Rah, rah, rah. So Cooper Hamilton, if he's named, that's if he's named, I actually don't mind him. If he's not named, he's then going to be the whipping boy, and there's no real point in picking him. And there's going to be some whipping boys. It won't even surprise me if our prize number three pick ends up getting dropped too. Because Leon Cameron needs to blame someone, and it's not his coaching, apparently. Yeah, it, it, it has to be uh, all the players, Dano. It can't be it can't be the bloke in charge of the players. It's got to be one of the, the 60 players that have played under uh, Leon Cameron. It's got to be all their fault, right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Anyway... <laughs> Pull so your fucking head in, GWS, and sack that motherfucker. He cannot coach. Yeah, oh, they're going to get the pants by Carlton. Anyway. Cooper anyway, Hamilton, so yeah, Cooper Hamilton, yeah, not as, a, a, as a small lockdown defender, I don't love it. The role isn't great, but yeah, he may even get dropped, so he might you know, might be able to, to wipe him off the list just because of that. Yep, yep. And we've got Aiden Begg next, 123K ruck, minus 46 break, even 59 average. He's playing backup ruck. Um... Job security could be shaky there, Pato. Again, not a real sexy pick. Um, but if you missed out on your Hayes and your Pruces and the other guys, 
I wouldn't go big. I'd be going Stranatica. Uh, I've just realised I've left someone off the uh, the run sheet yet again. Ooh. Don't know who we have to talk about, but uh, oh fuck! It's it's the guy currently playing R one at Collingwood, um, who we'll talk about because I think I'm going to bring him in this week. But uh, yeah, Aiden Begg is the backup ruck. I can't see him having great scoring potential. Um, he may not even last in the team. I yeah, I don't love this one, so look past him. Stranatic yeah. is a better yeah. option if you need a ruck. Yep. Anyway, you can go early on a couple of blokes as well if you want to. Greg Clark being the obvious one at 117k. Fucking sexy debut. Should have played last week, but COVID protocols. The other one's Cooper Stevens. 123k mid, 66 he got. The round 13 by. But with him, I don't trust Geelong and their youth policy. <laughs> so the 30 and over policy? Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't trust them. He could be he, he could be the new yo-yo. Yeah, so I didn't actually catch this game, Dan. I don't know if you saw it at all, but looking at the stats purely, um, Stevens had 19 touches and three free kicks against and seven clangers for yep. a 66. So it's a lot of it, minus it all, scores. Yeah, it almost strikes me as a as a Robbie McCombs sort of situation where I don't know if he passed the eye test or not, obviously. Um, I'll try and catch the Geelong game on the weekend, um, depending on when they're playing. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely one to watch this weekend. And if if the role looks good, I'd be looking to bring him in um, because, yeah, someone that can get 19 touches in his first game can obviously play footy, Dano. And um, I, I reckon Clangers are pretty easy to sort out. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. To some trade-ins. First in defense, we got Jaden Short, oh, for obvious reasons. 560k, 112 average, 40% ownership, 66 break-even. If you don't have him this week, then you're fucking done. you got to get him in. Yeah, I don't love spending anything more than about 550, 560k for a premium defender. Um, and he's only in here, Dan. I know we talk about him every week. He's only in here because he's still only in 40% of teams somehow. And... He played midfield again. You need Jaden Short in your team. It is as simple as that. I know Presti didn't play. I know Dusty played mostly forward. Um, but we had a bunch of random guys get CBAs on the weekend. Um, Pickett got some CBAs. Um, uh, Shane Edwards got some CBAs. Like Jaden Short is in this role to stay, and he'll be over 600K in no time. And as people that might have brought in uh, Tom Stewart might know, um, you don't pay up for for premiums in defence like that. They are reserved for the midfield and ruck uber premiums, and that is it. Do not pay more than 600K yep. for a premium because you'll get 74 like Tom Stewart did on the weekend, and you will be kicking yourself. Yep. Anyway, the next one, Pato. The next one. Yes. I've been told to bring the hashtag back, and I've been told to bring the nickname back from none other than King Supercoach himself. We are talking Come Dog Millionaire. Isaac Cumming. Hashtag Come Dog Millo. Um, 554k, 109 average, 0.7% of teams, 60 break even. I talked about him last week as a potential huge POD. I love it when you talk someone up and then they pump out a really good score the next week and you hope that they continue it better. Because <laughs> that's exactly what Come Dog's just done. So. He's he's coming into his own in that uh, Giants defense, and he's basically the new Heath Shaw, 
And yeah, he's got he could win you matchups in your head to head leagues, uh, maybe even boost you up the rankings uh, because everyone's having similar teams and you need those PODs and 0.7% of teams and a 109 average. He just breaks past the 550k barrier, Pato. And I know you like to get guys just under that, but I think I think coming coming is coming of age. He's coming of age, Pato. Yeah, since Whitfield moved out of that back uh, back 50, he has looked unbelievable. Pa- clearly passes the eye test. Um, is he getting kickouts as well? Don't know he is, isn't he? Fuck yeah, he's doing everything back there. Except yeah, for he's, intercept he's defending. Playing, he's playing the, uh, the Jake Lloyd role then, the, the vintage Jake Lloyd. My only issue is that I'm bringing in a premium defender this week and I cannot justify bringing in another round 12 by premium. Yeah. So... Cummings going to be my final upgrade. I'm hoping he pumps out a low score soon, and I don't like hoping that to be the case. I'm hoping someone like Durden can kind of lock down on him this week, and he's right to go for round 13 after he's had that buy. But I am bringing in a different defensive premium this week, yep, who we'll talk yep. about very, very soon. Um, but Cumming is definitely on the radar for my final defense upgrade for sure. Um, yep. Yeah, if you can afford to bring in a round 12 premium, um, this is someone that will win you matchups. This is someone that will rise you in the rankings. And his his ownership might settle at about 5 to 8%, um, which is so fucking low. And you need someone like that if you're going to win your leagues and if you're going to to rise the rankings. So, yeah, I, yeah. I cannot condone this. Um, sorry, I cannot endorse this, this pick yeah. anymore, um, especially <laughs> at the price. It's a great price. Yeah, we'll move on to Crispy Bacon, Jack Crisp. 563k, 106 average, 35% of teams, 104 break even. Man doesn't miss games. Touch wood. Um, and yeah, pretty much, you got 35% of the comp has him. You've seen enough now. The sample size is good. Crispy bacon's good. Fucking eat your bacon. Yep, yep. Um, That's all I can say. Yeah, 35%. I, I'm shocked that he's in 35 and shorts in 40. Um, this, this, yeah. Yeah, bring him in if yeah. you don't have him. Yeah, all right, cool. Moving on. Jordan Dawson, 519k, 103 average, 6% of teams, 75 break even. Good price. Um, what's he playing like now, Pato? With you got Hinge back in the side and you've got fucking Rory Laird and all them because in preseason they were touting Jordan Dawson to play a bit more outside mid. Um, so what's he playing like at the moment? Yeah, so most of the year he's played more of a halfback role um, and sort of pushing up onto the wing, but not really being involved in stoppages. But on the weekend, he played a little bit more up the ground because Hinge played half back. Now, Hinge played wing when he first played during um, the first, what, six or seven weeks when he played before that, that mm-hmm. hip injury. So they've essentially swapped roles. And Dawson is actually, was part of those ball ups where like you have the center bounce, but then the stop, the repeat stoppages in the middle, he was involved in those and being that outside mid. So, um, the role has changed. Now they've got Brody Smith to come back into the team as well. And Brody Smith will probably come in for hinge. So Dawson at 519,000. This is the buy of the week. This is the stamped Pado buy of the week. Um, this is the guy that you're going to want in. And um, he plays in round 12, ladies and gentlemen. That is the buy that nobody has many premiums playing. So 
This is my trade in this week, Jordan Dawson. Um, he's got 134 in that role. He's, he averaged 115 last year in this role. Um, this is the the Sydney role where he plays wing and, and joins stoppages and stuff like that. So, yep, 6% as well. So he's still classified as a POD. I feel like that might rise up above 10% this week, perhaps Dano. Um, but with a break-even of 75, his price is only going up. And, yeah, the, yeah. This is this is your trade in for this week, ladies and gents. Don't don't listen to anyone else. Well, I'm going to say something different because I think this one might be the trade in of the league, Pato. That's Ooh. my namesake, Dane Zorko Ooh. at 522k, 94 average, 1.8 percent a team. So even more of a fucking pod than your mate Dawson. Um, and he's got a 62 break even, three round average of 105. And like our buddy Daniel has said, his CBAs keep going up. He's playing more mid now, and he's over that fucking weird, I don't know what you could even call that, that weird leg hobble thing that he was doing. He's over that. <laughs> the back Achilles. into the middle. He's pumping out 120s and shit like that. Fucking, that is value in defense, Pato. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that, Zorko. Yeah, the role has changed. He's definitely being involved in more CBAs. He's playing more of that role from last year where he's sort of half forward slash midfield and... Looks great. Look, the the difference between Zorko and Dawson is just going to be a buy structure. Jordan Dawson has around 13 buy, um, which actually helps a lot because there's not many good popular premiums with that buy unless you've got six Bulldogs players. Um, and Zorko has around 14 buy, which is a bit of a, an issue for some people. So have a look at your buy structure and see which one suits. Um, I agree, Dano. Dane Zorko is great. He does have a history of knucklehead behavior though yeah um the, the the hits behind the ball um and with his age he may be a, a bit of a risk rest uh, a rest risk as well um but with the buy coming up that should be his rest so he should be fine so just just be mindful if you don't like those guys that get suspended um every now and then that maybe you'll you'll err towards dawson and zorko um <laughs> i've probably put the proxy uh the moxie on him now don't know and and jordan dawson will get suspended this week <laughs> probably could you imagine? <laughs> I'd fucking um, lose my mind. <laughs> yeah. I expect a Twitter mention if that happens. But um, but no, I, yeah, literally, if you're bringing in a defender, and I think people are trying to get those defensive rookies off the field, especially if Hewitt misses again. Um, most people are probably looking for a defensive premium this week. And I think I don't think you can go wrong between Dawson and Zorko. Just, yeah, check your price structures. Yep. Anyway, we'll move on to midfield. So we've actually got a guy. I'm, I'm going to talk about him straight away, Pado, because... Yeah, let's do it. Left, you've left him. You've left him off the run sheet, and I was talking to you about him um, during the week. Uh, where did I put that message? Where did I go? Um, so, Super Coach IQ actually put it up, and I was already thinking of the bloke at the time. So, Super Coach IQ on Twitter says, mean, "Who am I?" You mean he wasn't talking about Dan Andrews? <laughs> anyway, anyway, he goes, "Who am I?" One score under one hundred and sixteen. Five scores over one hundred nineteen, and in only one percent of teams. That is Rory Laird of the Adelaide Crows. Now, he's over 600,000, Pato. And we haven't put him on the run sheet, but I'm fucking including him because, let's face it, he's fucking... He's travelling well, mate. He's travelling absolutely positively well, and he's at 629,000, and, yeah, averaging 119.7, three-round average of 120.7, five-round average of 125, fucking... And... His, oh, his ownership's now 1.1% of teams. So some people are listening and they are reading stuff on Twitter. But 
He's just ultra consistent, Pato, and he's just flying under the fucking radar. Yeah, um, he's definitely not a sexy pick because he doesn't really have the huge games. He might have two or three a year, but he doesn't get those big games. But when you compare him to a Petrarca who is, granted, 70K cheaper, um, even McRae's been a bit of a yo-yo this year, Dano, where he's got 144 this week and he got, what, 80-odd last week? Mm. Um, Rory Laird will get you 110 every week and and you're happy with that um, because you know what you're going to get. And he's pretty much a perfect M8. However, at 629,000, I don't think the value is great. Um, so, look, maybe he's a more of a, a down-the-track sort of your final upgrade and you know what you're going to get. Maybe you wait for after his buy. Um, he does have the round 13 buy, though, so that does help. So if you're looking for someone that doesn't have that round 12 buy, Rory Laird might be your guy. I, I like him as an option over Ben Keys. I think he's a better option just because of the consistency. Um. But yeah, it's hard to to talk people out of this pick. But there's better value on offer this week, including yeah. the guys we talked about in in defence in um in Zorko and and Dawson. Yep. Move on to Andy Brayshaw at five seventy k, one hundred nineteen average, fifteen percent of teams, one hundred and twenty two break even. Now, Pat, are you going to go on to buy structures? I'll leave you to do with that. But his price is good. Now, we were talking about West Coast and the Giants in round twenty two and twenty three the other week. Yeah, that that'd be my only his his run home like you'd think, oh yeah, he's playing the fucking Eagles. He doesn't historically score that great against the Eagles, does he, Pato? Well, I mean, we just look at this week here, um, Gold Coast Suns, he scored ninety two against them last year and the previous year was seventy eight and the year before that was sixty two. So even the Suns he doesn't have a great record against. And I can see someone like Rao really locking down on Andy Brayshaw at stoppages. So um yeah, it's just too much of a risk for me. If he had almost any of the other clubs in those last two rounds, I'd be all over Andy Brayshaw like a rash. Mm. Uh, but I feel like he gets tagged out of the last two games. Round 21, he also has the Bulldogs as well, who historically teams don't score well against them in the midfield because the Bulldogs have that many guys that just get so much of the footy. They generally get a bigger share of the super coach points. And in round 20, they know they've got Melbourne, who, I mean, Melbourne are pretty good, as we know. So... I just don't love the last month of the season. Um, if you've got heaps of trades, maybe this is a really nice guy that you can bring him in. And after he plays Richmond in round 19, you flick him on for someone who has a really good last month of the season as a POD. Yep. Maybe that's the move. But if you're looking for a value guy, um, I I would be steering clear of Brayshaw. Now I have to make it... Uh, people, long-term listeners will know how much I love Andy Brayshaw, even last year. Um, yeah, we were both all over. over Brayshaw and really big on him. And pre-season, I was all over Brayshaw as, as the next breakout primo guy. And it looks like that is happening. But that last month of the season really scares me. So uh, that's what's scaring me away from, from bringing in Brayshaw. I don't think I'm going to do it this year. He's probably going to be my uh, starting team next year though, don't I? Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, the next bloke. Took Miller. Well, sorry, Took. Fuck me dead. Anyway, 608k, uh, 118 average, 31... Um, I don't even know what the fuck... Oh, 31% of teams, Pato, and 73 break-even. So he's got round 13, boy. We we said to get him at under 600k. He hasn't actually gone up too much. I thought he might have gone up, shot up a little bit more than this, Pato, but yep, he's still fucking an uber primo around 600k so if you missed him the other week it's there's still no bad time to get him just don't want to get him before he goes out of reach 
Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I'm focusing on a defensive upgrade this week and I don't have Tooks. So I may have to let him slide through, uh, which hurts. Maybe I just hope Frio lock him down a little bit and I can look at him next week. He does have a really good buy as well. So I think Tuke is a brilliant trading option if you don't already have him. He's got that round 13 buy as well. So, um, And he has North Melbourne in round 23, Dano. So that is looking mm. pretty fucking juicy for you, for your super coach grand final game. So, um, yeah. yeah, you're going to want Tuke Miller. Your only bet is if you don't bring him in this week, you hope he gets about a 90-odd and he only goes up to about 620K and then we jump on next week, don't know. Yep, yep. Anyway, next one's Darcy Parrish, 614K, 115 average, 8% of teams, 108 break-even. Uh, pretty much similar to Took in that, yeah, you can you can buy him at value. Um, I'm still still not sure Salt completely sold on Parrish yet. Um, pre-season, you know, I was talking the fuck out of him, Pato. And I just want to see him take the game by the fucking horns and stop going sideways as much and have those empty possessions. Start actually using it a bit better. But I'm going to might get roasted by people on Twitter about this, but yeah. He's giving me... And you can kill me for this. Like, you can slaughter me on Twitter for this. He's giving me Tom Mitchell vibes when Tom Mitchell just decided to go sideways and backwards a fair bit still is good scoring but needs to move it forward a bit more and then you might get champion data on going oh yeah we'll give him a bit extra for that one you know what i'm saying yes yeah no um he is pretty steep he he hasn't dropped below 97 dano he's at a 97 and 99 and everything else has been over 110 so i think consistently he consistency wise he's having a really good year um, he doesn't have that huge ceiling from last year, but you know you he's got it in him. And and I mean maybe he doesn't have a great game this week because he's got Sydney, so he might be nullified a little bit. But then he's got Dreamtime, and we know what midfielders do to Richmond. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I still like Parish. I still think he's a top ten mid. Um, he does have a round twelve buy though, so take that as you will. Yep. Uh, Christian Petrarca is our next one. 560K, 114 average, 25% of teams, 89 break even. Still presents good value um, at 560K for like your M7, M8. Um, we can skip over that. We've spoken about him heaps of times, Pato. Um, but the ones that we'll move on to, uh, just watch for which two players are we going to watch over the next few weeks, Pato? There's a couple that had really low games um, in Callum Mills and Jack Steele. So, watch for their price to plummet and that's when you jump on um and that's that classic buy low sell high mantra so jack Steele has a break even of 175 and he's got geelong this weekend so um whether they try and nullify him a little bit or not we'll see had just 116 against geelong last week so a score like that will get jack Steele to about 610 and the break even will probably stay about the same maybe even go up a little bit because a 75 will still be in his rolling average so um definitely two to to watch very close in the next two weeks. Um, Callum Mills, I don't even know what Callum Mills scored, but um, it wasn't wasn't very high. He had a lot of attention 60. on him, I believe. He got a 60. Wow. Okay. I think so, it was um, 60, yeah. Yeah. So he will be very juicy in a few weeks. But again, that, that the injury issue is a potential um, yeah, deterrent, but two to keep an eye on for sure. 
Yeah, anyway, we'll move on to the forward line now. So first one, we've mentioned him a lot, and that's Luke Parker at 535k, 102 average in 16% of teams and a 73 break even. Still great value, um, pretty much thanks to his 89, Pado. So he's got the round 13 by. He looks like he's fucking brilliant up forward for people, so he's one to watch, or one to get in, really. We've already watched him. Yeah, the forward line is fucked, Dano, and 102 <laughs> is actually uber premium territory in the forward line. So Luke Parker is still a great prize to 535k. Um, he's still got a relatively low break even. So even if he has another game around 90, he's still going to go up in price. So I, I actually back him in to have a really big game against Essendon this week, Dano, um, and really hurt non-owners. So if you didn't bring in Parker last week or the week before, this may be your last option before his price really balloons out of out of reach. See, I'm 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 going to mention someone here that's looking on track for the round twelve price changes, and that's Bontempelli. He's he's looking on track to get forward status. So even if you don't want to upgrade, like let's say you got one more forward line thing, or you're looking to move on Brody or Cornelio or someone like that, keep an eye on fucking Marcus Bontempelli up into to see if he gets that fucking round 12 switch because that would be juicy because that man is ultra consistent as fuck anyway moving on to tom liberatore his teammate at 542k 99 average 1.5 percent of teams and a 123 break even so again round 13 by fucking hell yeah and there's only four forwards averaging over 100 at the moment so he's not a bad get pato but again like i said Keep an eye on Marcus Bontepelli for the future. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's a world where the top four forwards from this point could all be Bulldogs players, Dano, and I, and I wouldn't yeah. even be surprised. Um, so I think if Bontempelli does get forward status, I think all four are great options. Tim English is I've definitely is on my radar whenever he returns from his now illness um, and then the injury. So I actually like Tom Libertore. He's currently the sixth ranked forward, Dano, at a, an average of 99. And there is a key forward one spot above him in Taylor Walker, the racer's dog. So um, he'll probably <laughs> drop down a little bit once he starts playing some half-decent teams. <laughs> but, yeah, Tom Libertore, I really like. Um, <laughs> and he's in 1.4% of teams as well, so he's a POD. <laughs> Fucking hell. You're choking on something, mate. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I want to actually see who he's played. Okay, so who, who who has Tex played? Okay, so he's played Carlton. He's played Carlton. Okay, Giants, yeah, they're shit. Um, Western, he's played the Western Bulldogs. What the fuck? Yeah. Didn't they just lose to Port Adelaide, Dano, who were bottom three weeks yeah, ago? That's right. They also beat Rich. Yeah, they're beating Richmond. Yeah. When did he play yeah. from? Round four, was it? Or round five? Yeah, round four. And then in round four, he played Essendon. Yeah, okay. Essendon. Fair. Yeah, fair. Fair said. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why, why do we not have Taylor Walker on our list right now? We don't like racist dogs. That's why. We, we, we put on he who shall not be named a lot. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started, Dana. Yeah, Fine. Okay, 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 okay. okay. We'll move on to your, your lover boy who defected from the Suns because he wanted more cash and premiership medallions in Tom Lynch. 491k, 96 average, 1% of teams, and minus 64 break even. Got the round 12 buy. Um, you can talk about him because I don't fucking watch Tigers that much anymore. 
Yeah, this is um, this is a risky play, but with the forward line the way it is, I can see it actually playing off. So everyone's going to cringe when they hear Tom Lynch and, oh, he's a key forward, blah, blah, blah. The guy's averaging 96. Okay, let's preface with that. That includes a 38 against Carlton when he was mauled by four defenders at once. Um, that includes a 44 against Melbourne, who are pretty good, and Stephen May, probably the best defender in the comp, um, locked him up. In round seven, don't know, we played West Coast. And the forward line was restructured. So Noah Bolter got sent into defense. Jack Rewalt is playing way more up the ground as your traditional centre-half forward. So he is getting out of Tom Lynch's way. And why is he getting out of Tom Lynch's way? Because Jack Rewalt's defender was floating over to Tom Lynch and creating a one-on-two or a one-on-three. And it wasn't working. So the Richmond coaching staff said, well, we're going to try something different to try and make finals. That was getting out of Tom Lynch's way. So Collingwood, some people think they're half decent. I don't think they're very good, but he scored 184 against Collingwood, Dano. He had 26 touches and he kicked how many goals? Like seven goals, four or something? Something like Six that. goals, one he kicked. It was seven goals, five against West Coast. So he is playing the Gold Coast Tom Lynch role. He is one out. He's being hit up on the lead. Dustin Martin, who you might have heard of him, Dano, is a pretty good kick inside 50. Um, <laughs> he played a lot of forward on the weekend, and it was so obvious that Tom Lynch was absolutely loving that delivery. Um, Jaden Short's playing midfield as well, who's probably one of the best oh, top 10 kicks in the competition, Dano. I don't think I'm too biased in saying that. So More. this is the year, Dano, where the forward line, the way it is, to take potentially a bit of a flying um, go at a Tom Lynch, who... He's priced at 491,000 dono. So it's not super great value, but he's under 500,000. This is the thing. He has a break even of negative 64 dono. There are guys at 102,000 that have a higher break even um, that people are looking to bring him in. And so if this is a failed pick, you just simply turn him into someone else when he hits 550, 580, which is a pretty good price for a forward. Um, mm-hmm. Three-round average of 132. That's just because he's had 184 and 167 in his last two. The 44 he scored against Melbourne is still in his rolling three-round average and is still at 132 three-round average. It gets better, Dano. Round okay. nine, Richmond play Hawthorne. That's a juicy matchup. Round 10, they play Essendon. That is also a very juicy matchup. Round 11 is Sydney. That's not a great matchup. And then the round 12 bye. So this is a sort of year where taking a fly on someone like Tom Lynch, who could average one ten on the year, Dano, um, he might be a little bit up and down, but who would you prefer as your F6 at the moment? Tom Lynch or Zach Butters or Stephen Canelio or Nick Martin, who is a rookie, who will hit the rookie wall at some stage this year. Have I convinced anyone yet, Dano? You're actually kind of convincing me right now. <laughs> 491,000, Dano. It's risky, yeah. but... You're not going to win Supercoach by copying your favorite content creator's traits. You've got to go left field. Yep, yep. Look at the guy that's sitting number two at the moment who won the round uh, overall score last week. He had Riley Bonner in defense. Right? And he's sitting number two overall. And he's now moving him on because he got injured. But, like, you don't have to... You like, he said, I like a good POD, and it's fucking worked out for him. So... Yeah, I agree. I agree. One or two here and there, fucking go for it. Um, Timmy Taranto. Yeah, you can't have a team of PODs like Luke does, Dano. (laughs) 
Um, but certainly one or two throughout your team. That's that's the sort of thing that will get you two grand if you're a Supercoach Gold subscriber for a weekly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to Tim Taranto. 479k, 97 average, 21% of teams, 99 break even. The opposite to what I thought would happen with him has happened. Pato, in that he was actually scoring better in the Toby Green fucking half forward role than what like, I thought he'd come out and absolutely destroy it um, once Toby's back in the team, but it's gone gone the opposite way. So, look, yeah. his oh, yeah, CBAs have mention... gone up. His CBAs have gone up, but it's only slightly. So, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention this to you, Dano. It's so strange, isn't it, that you would think that once he gets those midfield minutes that his scoring would go up, but it's gone yeah. the other way, and it's super strange. But, like, is it because there's no real inside ball in there? I know Callum Ward is playing in there, and he's one of the best that's ever done it as that inside well, mid. You've but... got Tom Green. Tom Green is that midfield ball. But I, th- I think it's more so that Tom Green and Tim Taranto haven't played together enough like Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper did where they just knew where each other was. Yeah, I think, I think they're really yeah. missing Jacob Hopper in that midfield, don't I? That's for Tim Taranto, yeah, I think, yeah. But anyway, um, look, who who have the Giants got this week? they got Carlton. Got do you Carlton think, do you think Tim Taranto's checked out a bit, don't I, mentally? Oh, you're fucking staring me now, aren't you, you bastard? <laughs> No, I actually wasn't that time. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think he has checked out. I don't think he has. After, well, look at this round. If he's, we'll know if he's checked out after this round. We'll know. If he has, fucking get off of him. If you got him in keeper leagues and shit like that, even though we don't cover that, fucking hold him because he'll be off to Carlton or someone next year. Um, <laughs> Gee, Carlton, they don't need another good midfielder, do they? <laughs> anyway, next one is Todd Goldstein, Pato. Todd Goldstein, and this... Shout out to fucking Tim Mitchell for this one because he's fucking been all over Todd Goldstein on Twitter, hasn't he, Pato? At 456k. I don't know, he blocked me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Who hasn't blocked you? Who no, hasn't, I actually... Honestly? No, I, I follow him on my personal Twitter account. Um, and, yeah, they don't... They, they Obviously, my identity is hidden, so people don't know who I am um, personally. So... I can follow these guys and still see what they're posting, but I'm obviously on my Supercoach co-captain's Twitter far more than I am a personal one. But um, I thought Tim Mitchell was on the guy I want to talk about, Dano, um, and I thought he brought him in last week. But Todd no, Goldstein about, is yeah. an interesting one because he's goals. going back. He's back to the R1 ro- one role. He is the main ruck at the moment. But you've got to think, is that only because Cherry's out? And is that going to go back once Cherry's out? Or is Cherry just going to play more forward where Goldstein plays in the ruck? But thinking it whole, thinking of it holistically, what do North have to gain by playing Goldstein as their main ruck? Because Goldstein is either going to retire or he's going to play for Geelong Retirement Village. <laughs> I knew season. that was coming. I knew that was coming. Oh, shit. But so yeah. they don't have a lot to gain. They're not making finals. You may as well develop Cherry and Coleman Jones in that ruck role and play Goldstein as a permanent full forward. He might sulk in doing it, but he's getting paid pretty good coin by them, so fucking deal with it. Anyway, um, if he keeps playing that ruck, the first ruck role, he's actually pretty solid pickup forward 
putter for 56k, especially been in only 1.3% of teams and a minus one break even. Yeah, it's just a forward role that does scare me a little bit. He had a 29 against the Bulldogs, um, which is probably what the floor is if he goes back to that backup ruck role. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on, but I don't love it just because Cherry will be back in the next week or two. Yeah. We've got he who shall not be named on this list, but I'm actually starting to turn off of him because I think he's only gotten over two 100s this season, Pato. Been all over the fucking shop. Yeah, That's Jordan DeGoey. The thing is, he passes the eye test. The role is there, and I think he'll come good, and that's why I think he's a really good trade-in option, even though he has been scoring so bad. And one um, break even. Yeah, so you can definitely afford to wait one more week. He's got the Bulldogs this week, so I can't imagine him doing well this week. Although maybe with them being such uh, forward runners, maybe he'll get off the chain a bit and kick some goals and and be really good. But his CBAs haven't gone down, Dano. It's just the role that, sorry, the, the form is poor. But I think it's only a matter of time before he comes really good and gets back to that sort of 100, 105 average. And and that's what you want. So I think it'll be yep. right for the pick him over next week at about 430K and you'll be laughing. Yep. Anyway, you can go onto your Twitter questions because fucking I got No, none. sorry. I just, I've just got one more, one more oh, forward yeah, okay, trading go for option. It, go for it. Go for it. Um, and it's, he who shall not be named's teammate in um, oh, Darcy, Darcy Cameron. Cameron at 368,000. Um, average of 65, but we're going to ignore that because he's in 1% of teams. He's in just 1,200 teams. Three-round average of 92.7. But who went out of the team two weeks ago, Dano? Don't really care. Brody Grundy is the answer. <laughs> Um, and since he went down, he scored 115 and 108 playing as the main ruck. Now, the 115 was against the Gold Coast Suns and against uh, Jared Witts, who has actually had a really good year as a ruckman. So that's a really impressive score. And the 108 was against Richmond in pretty tough dis- conditions. It was kind of wet enough to be really annoying. I was at the game. So, um, yeah, and if... Tim English doesn't get up this week. He's got the Bulldogs this weekend, and I can see another 100 in him. So whether you see Cameron as a keeper or whether you see him as a stepping stone, he will reach really high price because of the role. He's got at least 10 more weeks in this role, Dano, and we can easily reassess if if or when Grundy returns. They might even ice Grundy for the rest of the year and think if they're sitting in 14th position, Dano, what's the point of bringing in Grundy off a knee? You may as well. Just sit him for the rest of the year. Give him a little bit of a super coach price cut for next year and just let Darcy Cameron be a 105 averaging uh, forward for us for the rest of the year. So, And obviously, he'll pick up DPP as well. So Darcy Cameron's at a great price. Um, you could certainly do worse as your F6, but even then, like the way he's scoring is an F3 for me. Okay. We just got some breaking news too, Pato. Oh, no. About a, they can't a, be good. a forward in the AFL. Harry Mackay is undergoing surgery after scans confirmed a lateral meniscus tear in his knee, so he's expected to be sidelined for at least six weeks. That is... Is that the Carlton the Carlton that, one? That is the Carlton one, who is also the North Melbourne one, if you believe that theory. That conspiracy. Uh, well, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's huge. We might, yeah, we might huge for Carlton, rookies. but it's not, it's not really relevant. No, but what I'm saying is we might see some some rookies. 
Well, Jordan Boyd played that role, hasn't he? Oh, I'm not entirely sure because I don't... You might do. I don't know. Fuck. I don't really watch Jordan Boyd in Carlton, so... No. Yeah, I'm yeah, too busy looking at my own Supercoach players. Oh, shit. My own Supercoach yeah. players. Catch your crips. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just crips. Um, yeah, anyway, so some of the questions that we got asked, Pato. Um, do you want to go with your Twitter ones first or do you want to go with Facebook? Uh, you go Facebook first because I don't have much Twitter up. That's all good. Let's load this Facebook page. But I know one of them was uh, Tate who asked, Oi, I've got a question, boys. When's the podcast up? And I explained that... Uh, yeah, it's up now, Tate. <laughs> obviously, if you're listening, it's up now. When you're listening. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. So we've got Jason... Fuck, I love that name. <laughs> Every time I see this guy comment, I love his name. So he says, got butters, but he is playing north. I have upgrades to do, and my best not to trade if I don't have to, to conserve for the buyers. He scored 24-20 this week, and for a, he went up to 1,200 overall. He should be in our group. He would have won our group one, wouldn't he, with 24-20? By one point? Uh, no, didn't Jason get 2,500? Or twenty four sixty. I think you got twenty four nineteen, didn't you? Oh, there you go. Oh, there, there you go. Join our group. Join our group code. Um, he said would only be nice to do upgrades if it's Jason Horn, Francis, Nick Martin, and Rail, which he can hold to the buy rounds and use the cash generated by his current bench rookies to go up to a couple of Uber Primos. Look, I wouldn't trade. You're in a good spot. Um. But is has North Melbourne this week, and I think if there's ever a time you want to check out to see what the fuck's going on with his role, it's against North Melbourne. If he fucking bumps out a shit one against them, then yeah, he's done. <laughs> Pato? Uh, yeah, I would not be trading out Butters before um, he plays North. Um, and yeah, completely agree. If he has a, another 60-odd score this week, I'd even be tempted to trade him out. Um, I think currently I'm trading out Canelio this week, Dano. Ooh. Because the role looks shit ass. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't trust it. Unless they sack Leon Cameron tomorrow, then I might give him another week or two to see what the role is. But um, as long as he's playing forward, I don't love him. So, yeah. Butters is still playing the midfield minutes. It's just out of form. And I think the, the rib injury is still affecting him, I think. Yeah, okay. So, I think you've got to persist and you just wait and reassess after the buys, I think. Um yeah, I think. Yeah, he could go one seventy this week, Dano, against North. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I hope so. Um, anyway, we got Tate next. So he said, "Why is Tom Mitchell playing like an old grandma? Worst choice of his life." Then he asked if it butters as a dump or hold. Um, and he also has a third one, but we already said hold butters for this week. Um, just to see what he's like against North. If he sucks, then fucking off you off you go. But Tom Mitchell playing like an old grandma. Pato. I thought Tate uh, listened to us every week, and if he did, then um, he would know that we are very, we were very against Tom Mitchell. Even when he had that one one forty odd game, um, it's there it was never a good option. Um, the role changes around a little bit too much. He's just yeah, not great. Yeah, I think the only confident person that I would pick from Hawthorne at the moment would be Sicily. Yeah, totally agree. Sicily, um, yeah, looks like he'd be a top five defender. Um, I know I've ignored um, old mate up in the forward line who's absolutely plugging along, but yeah, 
I, more. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't even trust more. No. No, um, I'd prefer John Lynch to, to more. Now, Tate's asked, defender with 505k, who are you taking? Jeremy McGovern. Really? Really? I know, I know or he Vlock. started to he the the like the year off like a house like house on fire, but like Yeah, I think McGovern or Vlaston are the two for me. Um maybe you go Adam Saad, but I don't trust him. All three of them have really questionable Lloyd. Uh, injury history. Um Jake yeah, Lloyd. Jake Lloyd is the other one. I just uh I don't know, Dano. I don't know. 102, At least he'll probably play the rest of the year, unlike the other guys who will probably miss games. Um, look, put it this way. If Lawson's played three games out of a possible... How many rounds are we at? Nine? Eight? Mm. Yeah, um, McGovern's played six out of eight, and Sarge played seven out of eight. And there's... Yeah, what's Jake Lloyd's break even? It's 85. So even if he cracks a hundred, he's not going up too much. Yeah, um, he's in twelve percent of teams though. So I don't. Yeah, it's a tough yeah. one. Um, Luke McDonald's under that price, but he's only yeah. averaging ninety-one. So I wouldn't. Um, it's really tough. I, I'd, I'd try and pay up and find another ten k and get some, um, get Zorko or Dawson. Yep, yep. Um, we'll move down to Sam Evans. Uh, Rioli or Hamilton for F8? I, I'm saying Rioli. Yeah, I'm probably saying Rioli if that, the two options as well. Okay, Pantella says, I can basically afford anyone with this final trade until after buys. Steel, Parrish, Crisp, or Brayshaw? He's trading out Butters. He brought in Hamilton already for, Rosas, for the Rosas cash in. Okay, so... We said hold hold off on Steele to try and get him at his cheapest. We could. He's got the, he's got one final trade until after the buyers. He's talking about. So you could even hold off a week for Jack Steele, just see how he goes. Get that price drop. He might pump out one fifty, and then all of a sudden he's all right again. Um, and he still loses cash. But Parrish is not a bad shout. Um, judging by his defence. So he's got Sicily, Short, Hewitt, Vloston, Young, and Dacos as his six defenders. Pato. So maybe it might be wise to go maybe Crispy Bacon. Yeah, I, th- I think it's got to be Crisp. And you look at Steel whenever he's at his best price, whether that's next week if he goes big or whether you try and hold out until after his buy um, and you just turn Dacos into Chris. Uh, sorry, into Jack Steele when the time comes. Um, but again, I would not be trading Dak Butters before he plays North. Yep. Yep. Um, Pato, we've got some um, Twitter questions for you. So Aaron Monish, okay, Nashi said, would like Pato's thoughts on Rioli, who's on the bubble, and Dane's thoughts on Hamilton, who's also on the bubble. And is Carroll a better option than both? So we've discussed them all. I think... Rioli's probably the better of the three of them at this stage, but Carroll, I just don't know too much about what's going. The situation's going to be when Hewitt gets back with Carroll, but I'd probably go Rioli, Carroll, Hamilton at this stage. I would go Carroll, Rioli, Hamilton in that order. I think Carroll's a better option than Rioli. 
Yeah, okay. Solid, solid. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's uh, <laughs> some someone's asked us about draft leagues. We're gonna fucking answer it. Charlie Dixon in this yeah. week in draft league. Should you pick uh, him up? Yes, bring him in and captain him if you if they've got captains turned on. Um, you know, you know what? All- I've actually I've listened to this in my fucking I've. I had the shittest forward line out of everyone. I've swiped Taylor Walker from free agent pool, and he's averaging ninety nine point eight. I rode out Max King for a bit there for like, and when he was flying hot, and he's gone now. The only three of the five on field that have stayed there: are Will Brody, Luke Jackson, and Errol Goulden. <laughs> the fuck. And now I've got Charlie Dixon as my F two because I picked him up for nothing. Yeah, he'll go. He'll go very big this week, and I'm pretty confident of it. Um, I don't know if he was on reduced minutes or not, but he had like 11 touches and kicked one goal in the Sandful on the weekend. But they lost. Um, they lost. But I can see him coming in, and yeah, just just showing North uh, a whole new arsehole in a place that they didn't know existed. Imagine him just coming out and just bagging like seven goals and fucking going 150 or some shit. Well, anyway. he's the epitome of a flat track bully, so it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 That's why I've swiped him. Anyway, we're not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from your opponents. So, Pato, Friday fucking night at Marvel Stadium. we got Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs. Who have you got as VC in this one, and why is it fucking McRae and Dunkley as VCs? Yeah, I, I feel like every every time I pick one, it's the other one that goes off. So yeah. because McRae went big this week, I almost want to say it's going to be Dunkley this week as the VC. But yeah, I think it's got to be a Bulldogs mid for sure. Collie would like to leak points from that midfield spot. Um, and... Yeah, no doubt I'll pick the wrong one of the two. So, yeah, McRae, Dunkley, toss a coin. Um, I don't think you can really go wrong with either. Speaking of which, I'll just go randomly say this. We've spoken about in previous weeks. Scott Pendlebury still flying under the radar in defence, Pato. Just thought I'd point that out. Yeah, I didn't chuck him him on just because we we talk about him every week. But, yeah, he's flying under the radar for sure. Yep, okay. Saturday. Uh, we've got Hawthorne versus Richmond at the MCG at 1.45pm. Paddy, VCC options. Tom Lynch. Fucking okay, straight into it. Not not a Jaden Short VC option, maybe? No. Yeah, Short's definitely the other one. Um, but yeah, something tells me Lynch will go big again this week. What about a real... Well, that is a fucking real left field one, so... What about another left fielder in Sicily? Look, I, I feel like Sicily might get matched up on a Jack Rewalt and not uh, to rotate off him because Rewalt's just going to get out of Lynch's way. So doesn't that mean that Sicily will just float across? No, because Jack Rewalt's going to be up on the wing. Yeah, so they won't play on each other. Sicily will just stay off Rewalt and float across in defense. You can't just let Jack Rewalt do whatever he wants because he's just going to kick all the goals. Not if he's playing on the wing. Well, no, he's playing forward, but pushing up onto the wing. That's what I mean. Like, Sicily can still float in defence, man. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think Sicily. I don't think Sicily's going to um, have a have a big game at all. All right. We will see. We will. Uh, no one else from that game. No, I don't think so. Feels weird not saying Tom Mitchell's name, but anyway. Yeah, he's cooked. Yeah. Until he leaves next yeah. season. <laughs> to Richmond. Um, or Geelong. He probably fits that age bracket. I don't think he's thirty next year, is he? Oh, so he's too young. <laughs> Anyway, we'll move on to North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide at BA. Is that Blundstone? Is yeah, that Blundstone. Blundstone. There we go. Um, so you're, you're, just say Charlie Dixon. You read my mind. No one's going to fucking have him but Charlie Dixon. Imagine if he ends up being the highest ranked fucking forward for the year, just out of nowhere. Not for the year, just for this round, don't I? No, imagine if he does, though, just like... Fucking for the year. Oh shit. Um, Ollie Wines. Zach oh, no. Butters. Oh, actually, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Travis Boak. Speaking of Boke? flying under the radar. Yeah, Travis Boak. Fucking man, Benjamin Button. Travis Boak. I'm gonna go with him for this one. No one from North Melbourne tickle your fancy. No, no way. I'm I'm half tempted to VC Zach Butters in this game, Dana. Oh, that would be huge. I'll move on. St Kilda versus Geelong at Marvel Stadium. Now, it, oh, I'm I'm not going to say Jack Steele. I'm not going to say him. I, think uh, I reckon Dangerfield you get... might have a biggie. I don't honestly like anyone from this team. Uh, this game. This team. Is... Yeah. Uh, look. They'd be VC options if they were anything. Yeah, no, I don't. don't I think there's way better options. That nah, we'll fucking skip them then. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go on to the SCG where the Swans take on Essendon. Um, Callum Mills to bounce back. Yeah, maybe Mills is probably the only option I'd look at in this game. I don't like Parrish. I think he's going to get locked down on. Fair. Maybe a merit might get on the run, but those outside types don't tend to do really well at the SCG because it's a bit of a smaller ground. So um, even Mills Dano doesn't have a great record at the SCG. I remember last year. So yeah. um, even Mills, I think, is a little bit, little bit um, risky. I think. Yeah. Shit. Okay. What about Lukey Parker? Oh, now that that's an interesting one. I don't know if his ceiling's high enough. Dano. Fucking, what did he just score the other week? Didn't he get 150? True, and he had 151 against Essendon last year. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lukey Parker could be the go as a VC because we've got a lot of C options in the next, the following day. He did have an ankle knock, I think, on the weekend, so that might be enough to put people off, but yeah. Okay. We'll move on then to the next game, Adelaide versus Brisbane at Adelaide Oval. This one's actually... Everyone's... I don't... I, I actually don't mind. I want to watch this game, but I'm I'm going to be a, at a wedding. But I want to watch this game. <laughs> Sitting there, down in crownies and shit at the side, watching the footy while everyone's fucking going, "Yeah, you're fucking well done. Congratulations with the rest of your life." I'm like, "Yeah, fucking." So you're not going to do a Barney and just pick up at the wedding? <laughs> oh, we'll stay in it at some accommodation, but nah, probably not. Oh, you were that you were that guy watching the footy. 
I'll be that. I'll be that fucking. I will be taking doing analysis for the podcast. Oh, so now that is commitment, ladies and gentlemen. And ladies and gentlemen, working on the dance floor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Adelaide versus Brisbane. Um, oh, imagine. Oh, okay. I'll paint the scenario. He's up against his old side, and he fucking goes one eighty. Absolutely towers up, Lockie Neal. Fucking Hugh McCluggage starts getting into him, and he's like, "Fuck you, mate! I'm the captain of this club." And that's Ben Keys. Ben Keys. Nah, Lockie Neal. I think to go big in yeah, this okay. one. <laughs> Completely dismisses it. Yeah, Lockie Neal. Um, I'm going to say Rory Laird again. He might. Maybe he goes better and scores better against a high quality opposition. Pato. Who Laird? Yeah. But he hasn't had a massive game yet this year. That's why this could be it. I I would want to see it before trusting the C or VC on him. Oh no, VC! I reckon you can get a bit experimental on this round because the C's. I I can see a there's fucking <laughs> the last game of the round. Even the second last game of the round. I just saying. Anyway, so we'll move on to Sunday: the Suns versus Frio at Metricon. I like a bit of Tuki Tuk in this one. I don't reckon. Yeah, that's not a bad shout at all. I don't think there's anyone that can keep up with him at Freo. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, Sean Darcy's hitting some form, so maybe against Wits. Yeah, I mean, I I can see them both going pretty big, to be honest. Actually, Darcy, can I can I I say something? Didn't last week you say Jared? Yes, mate. That's what that's what we're doing on the podcast. Fucking last week, I swear to God, you said Jared Witts first the C, and I'm pretty sure he went fucking huge, didn't he? Oh, probably. I've I've been right plenty of times, mate. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just want to see it. I want to see if I'm a... Jared Witts one thirty two. Fucking well done, Pado. Well done, Thank mate. You. Thank you. You oh, played against you. Laddams. Still, well done, Pado. <laughs> Um, don't like Brayshaw in this one. Reckon he'll get towed up. Yeah, I, I reckon he'll get tagged in, or at least nullified in this game. So I don't love it. Um, yeah, Sean Darcy does plenty around the ground, so I can see them both going pretty big in this game. Um, yeah, that's fair. And if you've got Sean Darcy, he's starting to hit some form. Yep. Fair, 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 fair. Um, we'll move on to the next game then, because you don't like anyone else in them, and that's the Giants versus Carlton at Giants Stadium now. Can anyone fucking stop Patrick Cripps? Interestingly enough, Dano. Has Matt DeBoer done it? You're going to tell me Matt DeBoer's done it, hasn't he? Uh, I don't know. But Patrick Cripps got tagged in the weekend by, was it Jai Caldwell? Oh, fuck. He wouldn't be able to stop fucking Cripps. Well, no. That's why he scored 151. Yeah, like, fuck. (laughs) But no, Patrick Cripps, his last three have been 71... 57 and 95. So, yeah, fuck. This does have Matt DeBoer written all over it, um, or Lockie Ash. Or both. Or both. Yeah, this has double team written all over it, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good shout. So, mm. don't love this at all. I'd be steering clear of Paddy Cripps. Fucking. Uh, is there anyone else in this game that you'd chuck the C on? Not the C, no. Um, I don't know what Sam Doherty's record maybe, is against the Giants. Maybe Braden Proust, Dano. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Braden. 
Braden fucking Bruce. Oh, shit. Tato's going for it. If you're fucking right again, I swear to fucking God. The guy hasn't dropped under 100 all year. Yeah. And he's actually had pretty tough rock matchups all year, except for Geelong, where he had 103. But he's had Wits. He's had Darcy. He's had Paddy Ryder slash uh, Rowan Marshall. He's had Riley O'Brien, and then he had Geelong, which is a bit of a, a double team of uh, of Blitzavs and um, Stanley. So he's actually scored and played Carlton once, don't know, for a cheeky 140. So Fuck. <laughs> Don't yeah. know. They've got. <laughs> didn't Tom DeConing get injured on the weekend? Aren't they another oh, up and down? Fucking hell, mate! I'm just saying you're giving me ideas for my draft league right now because I got Bruce. <laughs> no, Charlie Dixon. Put the C on Dixon. Nah, I've got Callum Mills. I got Darcy Parish and all those guys. I'm fucking. I got even Tom Green's fucking still doesn't drop below nineties. Like. Bruce is actually jumping out at me right now and you're fucking going to make convince me to do it and you'll probably fucking go down with injury and then I'll go dick it touch wood Mate, it I'm usually happen. right about these things you should know this by now oh Jesus Christ okay we'll move on to the Eagles versus Melbourne game the last one of fucking hell my dog just jumped on me the last one of the round um well oh, fucking hell you could go Max Gorn you could go fucking Clayton Oliver yeah, fucking Christian Petrarca. It's really a toss of the coin as to who goes fucking huge. I'd be steering well clear of Max Gorn if he plays just because of the potential role. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. So uh, really I think Petrarca, Petrarca. I think one of Petrarca and Oliver gets tagged, um, but good luck guessing which one does. I feel like I'm going to go a little bit safer and just go with Lockie Neal against Adelaide. Um and yeah, I'm seriously tempted by the Butters VC into Neil. Yeah, right. I might go uh, Oliver C and fucking yeah. I don't know who VC, but anyway, um, that's what we've got time for, Paddy. So do you want to say your Twitter handle uh, for anyone that hasn't blocked you? Yeah, it's at p a double t o s triple c. And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. So from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off. Unblock Pato, bitches.